world. This is WDW Today. It is May the 19th, I believe. 19th is correct, Logan. 23, and it's episode 1758 of WDW Today. Logan Seculo. I'm Will Haynes. And I'm Terry Weaver. Bring down the tunes here for the yeah. mood. Set the mood. Well, it, you know, we could jam out to that little, we could, that little bagger for a it's, while. Uh, you know, it, somewhat a sad day for those Walt Disney World fans. There's a couple big kind of breaking news items that happened over the last 24 hours. Some of them maybe more politically motivated, some more corporately structured moments and some more financially motivated. Let's get into it. Obviously, the big breaking one is only after about 15 months of being in service. The Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, the beloved Halcyon, uh, will cease operations at the end of September. I know you've seen it probably already if you're plugged into the Disney internet, but you know that this is happening now. Not even a reference to we're going to reimagine the space, not a reference to... uh, you know, what is going to happen with the physical property? Pretty much a report of just packing it up and headed home. Pretty unprecedented for Disney to just uh, admit a failure, a defeat. At this just completely level. scraps. Yeah, that they put so much time and effort, years of planning and building and marketing. You know, they just released the music from the Halcyon on Spotify on May the 4th and announced a vinyl release of Gaia's music. So there was clearly, just until a few weeks ago, a push from someone within the company to keep this thing going and to build it out more. It's a multi-billion dollar project. Yeah. Uh, I was able to experience it at the beginning of its run last March. I actually have a trip book to go in just a couple weeks. And uh, as of we're recording this, you currently cannot book because they're trying to reschedule anyone who had dates beyond like previous September 29th to see if they would Jeez. like to go. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty wild. It's a pretty wild one to just call it a day. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I understand the, it's expensive to run. Yeah. Um, it's expensive to go on, but just the, having the amount of talent that you'd have to have to continue to to put sure. it on and for it to be at the same level for Very everyone. expensive. Extremely expensive and, and in a time where there's probably people tightening their belts a little bit because of inflation and things of that nature. Like it, there was a lot of cards that were stacked against it from the beginning as far yeah. as it's already an extremely premium yeah. uh, I mean, thing. It, if, if you're choosing between a Disney cruise that's longer for your family or a, a tiny cabin where you're involved in a, a, a role-playing game, essentially, it, for It was a difficult hours. marketing you know, kind of flop in the terms of they didn't quite really explain what it was and I, I, I'll always hold it to that, plus the price. You can't ever say the price wasn't unobtainable for most people. Go ahead. I think there were two things that really hurt it. One, I think the excursion to Batu with just no kind of extra benefits, I think they could have, I think if it would have been an hour after park close with some kind of experience. Yeah. Letting people go ride each ride one time and then do something in that space, which really wouldn't have cost them operational. And honestly, I think its size hurt it because it was so expensive to produce all of those shows because there was only a hundred rooms. They had to price it so high that 
it forced the pricing model to be what it was. But at the same time, you couldn't have done it on a grander scale. You couldn't have done a thousand room. No, not with that experience. It would have right. just been a hotel, right? But, and it was that was probably would have should have been the decision. I think that as much as I love it, and I really think it's the best themed experience Disney has ever done. And I encourage you, if you're a hardcore Star Wars fan, and this thing opens back up and you have an opportunity to go. I hope that it's at the same level and caliber. There's a little concern of that for my see people being like, if they know they're wrapping up, is it going to still have the same uh, experience? I hope it will. I think that you will have a lot of people who will be putting a lot into their last few months working. Uh, I mean, I've been to a Shoney's when they're about to shut down, when they're two <laughs> weeks out. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the buffet is not as good. It's not a stack. Yeah, right. Yeah, not- sometimes it's like we're just out <laughs> of prime rib. Yeah, sorry. I love that no we're sausage. comparing the biggest... Imagineering achievement of all time to a Shoney's buffet. Yeah, also, yeah. I also go to Chef Mickey's. Yeah, I was huh. trying to get a reservation, Chef Mickey's. Not easy. You know what I found out? This is just a sidetrack. All Disney World tip. Booking for over. I mean, we have a party of nine right now. Very difficult. Yes. Mainly just because a lot of the places just will not take you. No. Which feels like not that big of a group. That's right. I mean, it's not. It's. My f- immediate family and my sister-in-law and her families. immediate family. Two families. Yeah. It's How a many, family of five people. and a family of four. <laughs> I would say maybe not most, but a large, maybe 40 to 60% of people going to Disney are with another family. Right. Whether it be grandparents, uh, adjacent like that, or just friends. And like, that it, became I, an issue on the Star Cruiser because yeah. we, we wanted to book the Grand Suite. Yes. We had it booked. There's nine beds. Uh, they would not allow us to sleep nine people. Only eight people. So we canceled that. But there are nine separate beds. rooms. There are nine beds. What? Then what? I went to go book the photo shoot this week before they made this announcement. And they said, sorry, it's only for eight people. I go, but it's it's pictures. And they're like, if you, if you have nine people, you have to book a second. We don't have a second available. We only have one photo shoot available. So someone would have to sit out. And okay. I just was like, okay, you know what? Just How forget it. How is Disney it. still so rigid on certain things like that? Those kind I, of things yeah. that are getting in the way of its success. And, I, and I'll say this. I do events at Disney, and it is nearly impossible to do dining for our larger parties. And the only way that I'm able to get around it is I go to a lot of the Disney Springs restaurants. And when I do dine at a restaurant, I literally will book two reservations. And then I will go find a manager that I know and say, hey, I need your help to make this happen. And it's they used to have a hotline for that where you could kind of have some help. Mm-hmm. Is it one eight hundred eight six seven five three zero nine? Is that the one? Yes, exactly. It was like but there used to be like a because a, a, Disney made a big push maybe seven years ago for like family reunions and like they knew that was kind of part of the deal and um it's know, odd it was been because it's the first time I've done it in this larger group I've done now I've done just two less actually I've done just one less. I've done eight. Eight's the, Eight's magic the magic number. number. Nine it seems like where they go. Oh, ho, ho, sorry, nine. No, thank you. And that happened twice for the Star Cruiser. Cost them money both times because two rooms were cheaper than the than the suite. And uh, because the suite didn't include the pass holder discount, uh, they weren't doing those for the, the suites at the time. So it was actually cheaper for me to book just the two rooms. And I didn't book the photo pass thing for the photo session for a couple hundred bucks because we decided, okay, I don't want to deal with the headache of whatever they're going to have to tell us, even though probably the cast members would be cool and be like, yeah, hop in a photo. It's a weird, weird thing. I kind of get the occupancy part of it, and I get I some would have hard just line. And figured it out when I got. Yeah, there. I just kind of, kind of just irritated me. 
So I, I didn't. And in some of those are are Disney's. I get they have to have some hard lines. Like we've been looking at doing uh, like the private safari or the nighttime safari. You have to be eight years old. My kids are seven and a half. I get can't round up. I get you can't do like they have some rules that are like this. We can't start making these little exceptions. Is that the one that's on the savanna that comes with the dining, or yes. the one that's like with both the of gog- them with the goggles? Both go? of them. Both of them are eight and up, and I get that because I go, okay, you have to draw a line somewhere. I understand that, and eight is probably where. Now it doesn't matter that my kids are seven and a half, and maybe if I asked, I could, but it's not even really worth it to me. I'm like, I know what the answer is, and guess what? They have all my data. It's not like they can't find out that these kids are not quite eight years old right. yet. Uh, they have all their birthday information because I have to pay for adult tickets for some now, kids tickets. But the pricing stuff th- with the Star Cruiser, I, th- I think is interesting because I priced out also uh, nine tickets to Universal Studios with Express Pass the day before we go on the Star Cruiser. And it was $4,000. <laughs> I asked for a private tour to see what that costs. It cost $8,500. So for just a party of nine to go to Universal Studios for the day, two park admission with Express Pass, was over $4,000. Or you could just get two rooms. Yeah, or you can try to break the system. Yeah, there's that kind of stuff. But I don't, again, that's just adding annoyance to my day. I got to oh, check into a hotel and then get that. You know, there's too much of that. And but, it, it made me go, okay, so the Star Cruiser is $6,000. One day at Universal, for, for, now obviously it's more than that for two of us. So that, that's for two parties. So let's say it's 10, I think it was less than $10,000 with the current discount for the two full families to go. Uh that's a two-night experience with uh, access to Hollywood Studios with your, all your meals covered and Express Pass to two of the most popular attractions right now, Rise of the Resistance and the Millennium Falcon uh, Smuggler's Run. I don't really see what the big difference is. I mean, yes, I understand people go, well, if you add on a second day to Universal, it's this. If you add on, it, it, it incrementally gets cheaper over time like it does at Disney. But I was pretty shocked at that number and it made us go, okay, I think we're going to go to Medieval Times instead. And uh, I think we added on, we may do an Animal, we may do an animal Kingdom date. We're annual pass holders. Half of the group is. So it does Just balance that out. Tickets, yeah. That's different than buying nine because I'm not an annual pass holder at Universal anymore. Um, that was sort of an eye-opening price point. So when people are rolling in with these complaints in the Star Cruiser, I totally get it. And look, it clearly is the reason. I think two reasons, price and just they could not articulate what it was to a mass audience. Well, and that's the fact that you took the chance. Right. I was just going to risk and it regardless. And did it and, and were able, you have articulated infinitely better than Disney has about what a great experience it is, but that's really hard for someone to take that dollar, that price point a chance. It's a risk. It's a gamble to some degree when you know what you're getting if you're paying even $4,000 to go to Universal. Yeah. You, you know what you're getting. You know exactly True. what you're getting. Yeah. And so- and by the way, not that I don't think Universal's not worth it. It's that's great. a shocking number still. Uh, what, at what point is there a a reaction in the marketplace that's yeah. deflationary? Yeah. Because it's got to happen. Because are people going to keep paying $4,000 for a family like that? I mean, it's a fa- that's a family of nine. Understand that that's a sure, large family. That's a lot of money. But, okay. Here, here's perspective. Take, take uh, three out of that. I mean, then that's a normal you know, five-person family or six-person family. Right. I'm... I'll get to the back to the Starkers of this morning. No, I think I'm a huge U2 fan, you know? Yeah. And we've already got tickets to go see them in Vegas for my birthday. And I was like, well, well, we've got general admission where we, you know, right up there. Let's get some seats. Yeah. 
And I went on today during, during the general sale. For another show. For, for another show yeah. like two days later. And it's still, you know, for for four of us to go, it's a significant amount of money. Yeah. And so when you do compare. It's enough it, to make you go, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Yeah. And, and, and it's, as much as we, we all give Disney a, a hard time about pricing, it does line up with what the market is. I mean, people, there are people this weekend, there are already people in Boston this weekend lining up to watch a Taylor Swift concert in the parking lot that they that, 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 that they wanted to make sure that they're, they're paying absorbent prices to yeah. stay in hotels to be able to go and do it. Yeah, yeah but so, I, see, what's different about that to me is that that's a, a huge superstar that hasn't toured sure. in years. Um, obviously, there's a, a finite amount of 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 sure tickets it, yeah, i mean there's... yeah i mean yeah she's playing 70 80 100,000 seat venues stadium weekend but at the same time there is still a finite number whereas disney is is there it right. exists it, it's an unknown entity that um I, to me the the extreme and and also you know what so, you're not seeing though you're not seeing congressional hearings about the t- price of disney tickets that's you true. actually are seeing that about the price of Taylor Swift tickets. That's so, true. Yeah. One, it, there is a finite number of that commodity, yeah. and Disney is is essentially in perpetuity. Uh, that's where I do see a little bit of difference is that there is actual outrage about the Taylor Swift concert prices. Yeah. And, and that is something that I understand more. The Disney pricing and the universal pricing... There's no one hold. There's no one in Washington D.C. saying, "You know what? We really need to get to the bottom of yeah. um, uh, park hoppers." Yeah. Now <laughs> I, do, I do think that bringing Iger back was a bit of that. I think them killing the Star Cruiser was a bit of that because it goes, "We don't really want to have this as an offering." That is a distraction. A, there were people go, "Oh, you mean that six thousand, seven thousand dollar option?" Like I'm curious if the five hundred dollar cocktail for the Star Wars thing on the ship goes away. Because again, it's not necessarily the best move because it feels so unobtainable for most people that you go, I don't know if Disney should be offering these things. I hate it because I think it was the, again, I think it was the greatest themed experience. Uh, Universal had a very similar, uh, not similar, but they had a a interactive actor-based Horror Nights upgrade about, I don't know, six six years ago. I remember when you did that. And I thought very similarly to that, which was you were one-on-one acting with legitimate great actors moving through this space and having essentially your one-on-one escape room slash haunted house. And I thought it was brilliant. It never came back. People were not willing to drop the extra $50 per ticket to do it. And this was a time when tickets were a lot cheaper than what they are right now. I think this is a, a, a wake up call for, for Disney. And I think it's a wake up call. also for Disney fans. Cause and an interesting thing to me, is just, man, that thing, what I what I would hate the most is if it ends up being, uh, what was the tower the net that became pop century or became uh, oh, art of yeah. animation oh. post nine eleven where it's just yeah. like it's just sitting in the backyard in the background rotting away. Rotten away. Well, was it you that sent me the meme that said and Disney announces the new Reedy Creek uh, State Correctional Facility? Yeah, yeah. And it, and it kind of it's no windows. <laughs> yeah, it feel, it feel that way. It did have a bit of that vibe, and. People who never experienced it, I think you are going to miss out, and you're missing out on something and, really special. But it, I do totally understand how it was unobtainable for most people. That being said, I do plan to go, as long as they still honor the Disney Visa, the discounts, the discounts. I have a group of people, probably two rooms, that are ready to go. Yeah, 
I put out a feeler uh, because I thought, honestly, when they announced it, I was like, I may want to book another trip. Well, it but also then I realized took, I'm not going to spend the money to do another It took them like shutting that. it down for Terry being like, no. you know what? I got to get it done. It's no, going to sell out. I, I, yeah. was, I was already... Um, you had already talked, we had talked, I'd already about talked about it. About it. it. I'd already talked about it. I'd already done the... I'm the speaking, math on it. I'm speaking in, in Ohio, northern Ohio in the, in the end of June, and I was going to go dr- directly from that. Uh-huh. And like the dates just, it was just, it was chaos in my life. And I was, the, and we just couldn't make it work. So we're like, right. let's do it later in the summer. And so we had already kind of planned, like we were going to do this. So like, obviously any, any sitting on the fence we were doing were I, I want to go do it before it closes. Yeah. I think that it's, I'll, I'll report back when I get back in June and tell you if it was of the standard of which I expect it to be. I assume it will be. These people are very passionate about what they do, do there and what they've learned. Obviously, a lot are going to probably be looking for another gig. It's a question of does Disney move those, you know, probably a few hundred employees, I would assume, that are on a rotation out of into other positions, or are they just cutting them? I think that probably depends on on the gig. Um, yeah. So unfortunately, those group of people represent the one thing that Disney um, is not doing, and that is, you know, serving. A core group of people that I think want entertainment in the parks. They want yeah. those kind of experiences. They want a live experience. They want something and, that feels real. And that they 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 have all but you know. I talked to McNair this week because he's coming to town. You know, he was like, you know, hey, they've basically you know they've laid off everyone to do a Sphere. Yeah. which is odd because they're still doing it at California Adventure in full force. Yeah, Disneyland feels like its own thing. I do think which, that COVID, which makes me the Lake Nona yeah. thing kind of sad. Yeah, let's get to that. So the before we wrap the the one thing that that was obviously against the Star Cruiser is when they were doing the initial sales, there were still masks in the park. That's not that long ago. You got to yes. remember that. Like that was mm-hmm. the end of 2021. There was still I had to still wear a mask. We'd still wear masks on the uh, the shuttlecraft to Batu when we went. Oh, last because it March. was a it was a transportation. Theater. That was the only place you did. Yeah, but we're not that far out of that. Right. We're right. not that far out of people having to carry a mask in their pocket, throw it on when they get on a monorail. All those things, it feels somewhat like the distance past because we've all kind of blacked it out. But it really was only a year ago that yeah. this was all still happening. Right. I mean, the the emergency, the pandemic emergency just expired days ago, like yeah. the 11th of May. And uh, I even saw that like the American Bar Association, to take the bar, they're requiring people taking the bar to still wear masks during a 12 hour exam. So like that's putting it in that context, I think is important. You also had a year of uh, people getting big checks in the mail. And those people maybe were like, I could never have afforded to go on the star cruiser or never thought about it, but I got a little extra cash right now. Let's book the family. And then guess what happens the next year? You know, a borderline recession. (laughs) And, and now all of a sudden people are a lot tighter and you're having to offer 30, 30% 30% plus, I would say that when you really look at it, to me, compared to what I had booked last time, which included like the captain's table and and some of the little extras and just taxes and you can think about the, the droids and the building, the lightsabers, this is well under half. Yeah, because you're not getting, because that's the other thing when you do go back. Yeah, I'm not doing all the You're not things. doing all the like, no. you're not buying a lightsaber, you're not building a droid again. Now I'm probably going to buy every stinking piece of merch they have left because I know I'm not going to be able to get it again. Speaking of that, I'm yeah. still waiting to hear from that Ryan Street. Ryan Street, if you're listening to the show today, you owe me my sabak and my droid. Yeah. If not, I'm going to have to 
gonna gonna negotiate to, with me. Negotiate. Yeah, we'll figure with, out uh, something. It did make me rethink what like path I'm gonna go on because I'm like, well, this will be it. So oh, like I've done the smuggler path. Now you got to go full heel. I thought about it. Full heel turn, Logan. Well, I want to see hey, Sith Lord Seculo. Suggest this to us. So the way we're doing it, because we have a party of nine, I'm like, well, how are we going to do this? Is uh, we're all going as like a crew of a ship, like the ghost in Rebels. I knew I was going to lose well. Dadgum, I'm so upset. So like, but then you can have my girls, they want to wear like the head tails. Head tails. Yeah. But then like the boys, some of them want to be Jedi. Some want to be smugglers. Some want to be first order. So we're just, but, but all we're doing essentially is having group shirts. So we know what we're. You very much sound like the uh, description of, uh, I think the description for the uh, of a nerd? EO, the EO experience, what, they were called like the ragtag. Yes. Yes. That's what you are. Absolutely. We're a ragtag. Ragtag group of heroes and maybe a couple I of I kind of want to go on the Star Cruiser as the cast members of Captain EO. Well, that'd be funny. <laughs> you should go as I'm a, go with you should go as a motivational ex- uh, like speaker within the universe. Yes. <laughs> and just be like, you know, we got to, you know. First order is trying to bring us down, but you know what's yeah. going to bring you up? Uh, you know, you know, <laughs> just trying to think. What, what's uh, what's or an evangelist making Max that Rebo's would fly? Be great as well. Like making Rebo's fly, pretty good. You could be Max Rebo. <laughs> oh, blue, gotta get the because he's like the closest thing to like an uh, elephant, right? So if it, you want to make elephants fly, like, if there was a, a movie poster that's a playoff Dumbo that just says Rebo. Rebo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. All right, let's move on though because. <laughs> Look, I'm very sad. I was like very upset. Not as upset as some children that I saw people posting on the internet because okay. people are people, bad parents. Hey, I don't. <laughs> I follow that account. I like it. There is that bit. I don't love that part of the internet. The part of the internet's like, I'm going to give my kids bad news and I'm going to videotape it and then post it. So there is a family and I, they're called like the Halcyon crew. Whatever. I follow that. I love their account. I'm going to say I love your account. Uh, they've gone on the Star Cruiser 10 times or so. Whoa, what are they, first of all, what do they do for a living? They're Disney travel agents. So some of those were comped because we yes, know they did that. Yeah. Uh, but they, did the uh, kids just lose their minds? They start crying, like yeah, pretty hardcore. The, the, do- the son, you can tell, he's, is like, he's like shocked. He's upset, and, and the, daughter the daughter just weeping. starts weeping. I told my kids last night, just to see what they were Their response was like, it okay. makes me sad. Yeah. I'm glad we got to do it. I'm glad we're going one more time. I'm glad we're going one more time. You know why? Because you know what my kids have told me for the last year? If they would just change the story, we would love to go back. That's funny. Because they even are, I think, they're excited to bring their cousins. But they're like, they get to experience the something new. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like watching a movie for the second time. A lot of people don't. You'll watch it once. All right, let's talk about Lake Nona. This happened. Obviously, there was a big move in the last two years. Disney was going to move a huge chunk of their staff uh, thousands of people. 2,500 people. Yeah. To, uh, to Lake Nona, which is, by the way, people I say the Lake Nona project, I mean, you're just talking about an Orlando area suburb. I mean, it's yes. it's right there. It's by like the three airport. minutes from the airport. Yeah. community. Very Because nice. I literally drove from the property to the airport because two years ago, McNair's flight was late for the thing Orlando. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I'll go get coffee. Yeah. And we went to Lake Nona. I wanted to drive around because we've always thought about getting another home in Orlando. It's a great little town. It's a great little place. I, I was like, it. man, this is. <laughs> and I thought, wow, this is way better than Burbank. I have friends who uh, who worked at Disney, and they said that I've that when I, I explained to them what I thought about Lake Nona, like you sold it better to us in thirty seconds than Disney has this whole time because it's a cool town, high tech. Uh, they have autonomous vehicles that are roaming the streets. You can just hop in. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in Lake Nona. Huge healthcare. Uh, city. Also, again, 
really just Orlando. Like really yeah. just, yeah. just a, 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 I think that may have been why I failed it with it too. It's like come to Lake Nona, Florida. Well, that sounds kind of podunk when you just hear that out of your mouth. But if you really knew it's it's a part of one of the biggest cities in, in Florida, that's a little different. But don't worry because uh, that's not happening as Bob Iger announced that they have completely pretty much pulled that back. Even said, if you live there, uh, we'll move you back potentially to California because a lot of people relocated. A lot of people already made the move. Yeah, when the when the call was coming that, hey, you're going to have to move to Florida, a lot of people just, okay, so let's go. not going to waste time. What I I was never for moving Imagineering, at, at forcing them to leave that, that 1401 Flower Street because that place is special. It's got energy. The campus that Disney has there where, like, literally it, it is like it does – it has that ragtag feel about it. Like one of the buildings is a bowling alley. One of the buildings is an old, um, um, hangar for an airstrip. It's just kind of yeah. a cool part of town. But I had no I was feelings. excited about the fact that we were going to have people creating Walt Disney World. That it was their park. Yeah, because I think that is sometimes you get all that Disneyland bonus. And you're like, what happened here? Well, they get to experience it. Yeah, uh, their kids go to. Yeah, their kids go to that park. So of course they care a little more about it. So, I don't know. I, I think that it's it's sad because it clearly is a uh, another piece to this DeSantis v. Disney battle. Whether you want to... Oh, I'm just, I'm, they're just posted a... He responded to it. Oh, I uh, saw. Yeah, his response was like, yeah, they're a failing company. What do you expect? <laughs> it was a pretty hardcore yeah. response back. Uh, I don't know if that's going to play super well. But Well, and that's the thing uh, is that as someone who grew up in Florida, has a lot of ties to Florida, a lot of friends still in Florida... A lot of people that are uh, obviously he was reelected overwhelmingly. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a very, very popular, popular very governor. popular governor. I know a lot of people that this isn't playing well to his base and in no. the the mainline conservative voter in Florida. A lot of people are seeing it as like, really, this is what we're spending our time. And a lot and money of them on? work for the company. A lot of them work for the company. A lot or, of or need them <laughs> or need the company. Need to have the company. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing is All that Central like, Florida was built. What do you on mean that? a failing company? <laughs> this is one of the largest companies yeah. in the world. I mean, stock is lower than ever. Okay, it's still one of the leading companies. Everyone's stock is lower than True. ever. I'm mean, newsflash. True. Every company right now, don't look at the stock market as your greatest uh, economic indicator. No, but I'm saying they are sure. at this point hurting. More than they've been, like you said last episode, they're a little bit more vulnerable than they've been in a while. Absolutely, and I agree with that. But you shutting the star cruisers, you certainly I think says cannot that. call them a failing company. But also, I may you know have paraphrase that. By the way, I don't know if he used the word failing company. As the governor of Florida, one thing you want some uh, a company that has so entrenched in your state. When people say you're going to Florida, they think of that company. There's a lot of uh, synergy between this large company and the state of Florida. Mm -hmm. The last thing you want is for th uh, tens of thousands of, of jobs directly and indirectly millions of people Here's, that have their livelihoods connected to the economic security yeah. of this company. Here, here was the statement. You Did, don't this want that. That that doesn't look good no, on you. This is the statement from Governor Ron DeSantis. Says, Disney announced the possibility of a Lake Nona campus nearly two years ago. Nothing ever came of the project, and the state was unsure whether it would come to fruition. Given the company's financial straits, uh, failing market cap, and declining stock price, it's unsurprising that they would restructure their business operations and cancel unsuccessful ventures. You know what that tells me about you, actually, though? I don't uh, love you Ron saying DeSantis. unsuccessful ventures. Well, they're also, they're Florida. deciding to keep their staff in 
wildly more expensive California, it's actually a negative on you that they're not deciding to move forward the project. That was the concept is you're bringing people to Florida where there's a better cost of living. There's no state income tax. And I just, gosh, it's a, it's a PR nightmare. I don't think someone who is most likely going to be announcing a bid for president of the United States next week, whoever's advising him and maybe it's him. This is maybe the hill he wants to die on. I just don't understand how, he sees this as going to have mass market appeal I mean, to the country. To, and we don't want this just to be all politics. We're not talking about that, but we're talking about it in a grander scale. Yeah, it, it, it's because important. It, it's important in, in terms of, of the voter, but also really it's important in terms of the way you're going to choose how you vacation. Can I also say a clever thing that Bob Iger did? Yeah. Because, and once again, you don't want to get, we don't want to get too political because it's not what it's about, but this yeah. is a government corporate interaction. Bob Iger used a phrase that is very common within conservative politics right now. We have in the House Judiciary Committee, there's a subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government. First time that, that sentence has ever been said on WDW today. Right? No, definitely. Seven, but we almost made it seven, 1,800 episodes <laughs> without Federal Judiciary Committee saying <laughs> those words. The House Judiciary the Committee. House, it's a new attraction yeah. coming to New Orleans Square. Yeah. So, but there, there is the subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government, and that has a lot to do with conservative political concern about the overreach by the federal government, specifically going after conservative groups or parents at school board meetings. Things of that nature. Bob Iger used that same language against Ron DeSantis. Oh, yeah. So he the he's in tune also with where mainline conservatives may be and the language they're using and is kind of flipping it on Ron DeSantis. And I think it's very clever. It shows also the marketing and PR power of Disney. Oh, I yeah. don't think you can compete with Ron DeSantis. Yeah, I think DeSantis should have taken the W when they replaced JPEG. With and just moved on. And, and then said, like, now I'm going to work want, with Bob Iger. I want right. them to replace their CEO. Right. And, then literally, and, big, and then literally you know, sat down. I know he could have gotten a meeting. photo op with Iger and like yeah, them yeah, sitting at a yeah. table working it out. And for me, I'll be honest, I was I was team DeSantis. Yeah. I was ready. I'll, I was ready to go like take time off and go campaign for him <laughs> if he ran for president. I, I'm, yeah. I'm serious. Well, I think a lot of and people- now I'm like. There is no way in heck I will vote for him. Yeah, I'm not saying that. But what I do think <laughs> is there are a lot of people who in the state of Florida voted for him because of the fact that, look, I don't care what you want to say, if you agree with it or not. Let's say you don't agree with what I'm about to say. What is just fact is within 90 days of shutdown, I think it was about, let's say, let's add an extra 30. Let's say 120 days. Within four months of shutdown, lockdown, we were still in the middle in 2020 of a global pandemic that it only technically ended a few weeks ago. The theme parks were back open. Disney World was back open, closed in March, and was reopened in early July. Looking back on a two-year perspective of this, or three-year perspective, that is remarkable. Yes. Right. And look, I gave him a lot of grief early on because I thought I had, some pro- I had some problems with the way he handled the difference between the hotels and what I do with the Airbnb. People were learning a lot during then. But a lot of people voted for Ron DeSantis, again, whether you like it or not, because of the way he was able to get people through the yes. lockdown and caused Florida to not just fall into a financial ruin. Yes. Uh, and it easily could have because the state is... He got hung up on... He's getting hung up on these things that I don't think resonate quite as well. Look, I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not throwing my hat behind anyone politically. I look forward to seeing how this all plays out. I look forward to him running, answering some of those questions, see what happens. Eventually, the Disney story either has to end or they're going to outrun Ron DeSantis and say, 
we're just going to keep this thing going until he's gone. Right. Until he's no longer the governor. And if he's the president, okay, but if he's also not the governor anymore, which will happen in the grand scheme of 100 years of Disney, will happen pretty soon. To paraphrase the great Disney film, um, The Three Musketeers. Oh, gosh. And The Cardinal Richelieu. uh, Politicians come and politicians go. But one thing remains the same. And that is Disney. <laughs> That's a, they say that in the movie. No, I said to uh, paraphrase I know, I know, yeah. Cardinal Richelieu. Charlie Sheen. And Charlie Sheen was one of the musketeers. Yeah. He's here tonight. Um, you go see him live. Uh, 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 who was Cardinal Richelieu? Um, Javier, no, uh, Antonio Banderas. No, no? it's not. It was um, <laughs> That's Zorro. Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Cardinal Char- Richelieu. Charlie Sheen said that's the, the most fun he's ever had making a movie. One of my favorite movies says, of all time. I was listening to a podcast with him. He's like, the best. And the best time I ever had making a movie was making the Three Musketeers. Hmm. So it was just a blast. Well, it was an all-star cast. Well, I said all-star cast, and they got to dress up and sword fight. Do all this sword fight great. It so was such a blast. You should go see him tonight. Oliver Ask him a question. Platt, Charlie Sheen, Kiefer Sutherland, Chris a, O'Donnell. What was the big like? What was the big big like power ballad that was? Oh, the- by also a super <laughs> group, all for one and all for love by. Uh, Rod Stewart, oh, Brian Adams, and Steve. Yeah. You know so much it, about I'm telling the you, it's one of my favorite movies. It's it so good. This might be my favorite moment on this show ever. <laughs> this the fact a, that we went from Federal I, Judiciary Committee, yeah. or whatever it was, <laughs> House Judiciary, House Judiciary Committee. Committee, to uh, All for One. All for One. It's All for Love. Hey. Let the one you hold be the one you want. You can't, a, you can't the deny the power of a power ballad. We do kind of miss that from movies. Like, yeah. There's not like yeah. the, the theme song. The song is gone. Unless it's a Bond movie or like um, a joke like they did with Deadpool 2. <laughs> I feel like they, we got to Titanic and they're like, we can't beat this. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then and this then Maverick, Maverick was the one movie that I thought was going to give me that. They tried and it was like, oh, it was that Lady Gaga Lady song? Gaga? I don't even Come remember. On. I don't like, even, of all the things in Maverick, it's I, I don't remember it. Like, can we can can and we love, can I, we get Steven Tyler out of the out of a out of the cave to come and write us a. I got a push. A power notif- did you get a push notification about Steven Tyler yesterday? Yes, I did. Uh, uh, Logan and I get the same push notifications. Fox News is a push whole, notification. Uh, this is a little like graphic. Just it just said Garth Brooks claims he showered with Steven Tyler. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I gotta open this. And I clicked on <laughs> it. They got me. I and it was it. just like when they were backstage at Billy Joel, who's here tonight, as uh, uh, last play at Shea. He's like, I was showering after the show, and I look up, and Stephen Tyler is in there with me, also showering. He's like, Hey, man. He's like, It was the coolest moment of my life. He said, How many people get to say I showered with Stephen Tyler? Probably more than I'm you'd probably expect. A, <laughs> right, larger number Quite than you ever imagined. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know that, but yeah, rock and roller coaster, man. So uh, is it yeah. closed? Still closed? Or is it open? I think it's open. Is it? Yeah. Is, we're trying to decide whether this trip uh, that we're doing on the Star Cruiser, if we're going to do anything other uh, than other than the Star Wars stuff. You know, if it was just us, we probably wouldn't. But the fact that this will probably be the only day my you, you my may- friends will go, my friends, my family will be there with us. Uh, we'll probably maybe we'll sneak off and try to do a rock. You'll go off for a, a minute or a Mickey and Minnie uh, Runaway Railway or something like that or Slinky Dog because the kids are all tall enough now. I like Slinky Dog. Kids it's are all tall ride. enough for everything except. Because they could do Flight of Passage now. There was something they couldn't do. Oh, my girls can't do Tron quite yet. Mm. They're like on the edge, like two inches away. So I had another kind of Disney experience in this. We're planning our 25th wedding anniversary trip. Congratulations. And uh, well, it, next year? 
No, in, in September. So oh, this year. Yeah, September 6th. Next anniversary. I mean, sixth, that's next. Six, September 6th, if you want to send flowers. All right. Uh, Never forget. But don't, because we'll we'll be in Disneyland Paris, actually, for our anniversary. Oh, I won't text you. Um, but we'll... Uh, I'll, be on, I'll be on their free Wi-Fi. Uh, yeah. But we, we booked a Disney cruise. We're going on the, the British Isles cruise on the Disney Dream. And I have been on 12 Disney cruises. I went to go at Disney. When you book a Disney cruise, unfortunately, like any other Disney experience you do, you have to go and do a bunch of stuff at a window at, at a window. Well, this is when you book your Apollo, your Remy, your all of your shore excursions. If you want to do any like tastings on the ship, sure. went to book it. You can't book it. It's not available. Come to find out they didn't have the IT department couldn't figure out that I had been on on 12 Disney cruises. Like my number, you could see my cast, my castaway K number in there, yeah. but there was something not working. So I had to wait a whole extra day, which sounds like a first world problem, but it was just super frustrating. I had to reach out to the travel agent and they had to, you know, chase it down. Um, sounds like me trying to be on the star cruiser. It's, it's just, a little it's quirks. just, it, it's, it's why, why do they make this so hard? And why, how are we such a, a I'm just trying to give you money. I'm just trying to like, <laughs> I mean, literally, all of these things are things I'm going to hand you money to do, mm-hmm. and they're profit centers for you. And like, like we didn't get Paulo brunch on the day we wanted it. Now, granted, we're going to get on the ship and they're going to fix it, but that's not what I should have to do when I go. You on don't want to waste your time doing that stuff. It's like I said, I don't want to argue with someone over whether there can be eight people in my photo or nine people in my photo. I'd rather not do it. What happened to the Dagum Disney Magic? Yeah. The ship. Yeah. The cruise yeah. ship. Where'd what it happened? Go? Where'd it happen? It's cheaper. Because I looked at pricing it out. The whole ship? Yeah, we're going to buy the ship. Yeah. <laughs> Just like we're going to buy those tiny houses or whatever from the cabins. That yeah. Remember that from last episode? For it. All right. Well, I feel yeah. like we, we said a lot. Yeah. Oh, oh, we've said some things. And, and no one can say we're on well, repeat saying, this saying episode. nothing at all. And we haven't talked you about any best. of the other interesting stuff that really set this up. Oh, hello. Inside the magic. ITM. Uh, whether you like them or not. I don't. I mean, not I like fan. To- I like Ricky. I like the... the they have mastered... <laughs> I sound like our people. I like the original Inside the yeah. Magic. I don't really care for those new guys uh, that have been they running have it for five years. clickbait, though. Oh, it's the worst clickbait. So they did a clickbait. Willa loved this clickbait. I doubt it. Uh, Disney parks become the equivalent of Six Flags. Yeah. Oh, it, the fight. No, no. No? No, not even the fight. Huh. But this does speak to the economy. This speaks to why the Starkers are changes. The tickets that they're offering this summer um, for a visit to Central Florida. Now, remember, years ago, summer trips to Walt Disney World were where they were the peak. You went spring break, Thanksgiving, and summer. July. Now, July. So, yeah. Now summer. So if you want to go, if you want to go to Airbnb this summer, yeah. the the four day park hopper tickets are insanely priced. I think at around ninety nine dollars a day, which. Considering a one-day park hopper is is two hundred and twenty-five dollars yeah. or something like that now, and the the Florida resident the resident pricing puts all four parks at less than two hundred dollars. Yeah, for a four-day ticket, so they've definitely there is a significant oh there's a drop for sure. There's a shift in pricing that they are trying to find out. What do we need to do? The di- since we've last talked, the dining plan 
most of the dining plan has come back, which I know you, you yeah, it I think it's like scam, news to you but you never do. It. Uh, I, yeah, I don't care for it. But no, we're seeing that in the, the month of July, we have a couple weeks open still. I mean, it, it has filled up over time. But like right now, you can book for a couple weeks in July. Uh, August is completely wide open right now at the Airbnb. And so is the, pretty much the rest of the year. We are seeing that because people don't either have the money or they are choosing where to spend their money differently. And you brought up, uh, what, you, what were you just talking about? I just, I just blanked here. What was the thing you just, you just said? I, the uh, tickets. The ticket prices. Yeah. Oh, that's what they, uh, I booked my theme park reservations today, my, my park reservations. Uh, and every day is open for every park for pretty much the foreseeable yeah. future. So, And those are kind of going away. Yeah, you can just tell. It's like this is like they have to do it because this is what the system is built. But there's no sold out days. I think like maybe this week, like if you want to go tomorrow, there may be a couple parks, but there's no blacked out, completely unavailable days. Now I will say Bart Scott. Bart Scott would would we would disappoint disappoint Bart Scott. I don't want to do that. You said we discipline him. We typically disappoint Bart Scott. I don't know if you know this. We say things and he shuns us. But we would be remiss if we did not talk about the fact that all of the harmonious barges have been removed from World Showcase Lagoon. It is now you can see across the taco barges are gone. About the, time. The infinity, the infinity stone in the middle of the of the pond is gone. Um, so that's that's big news. Um, is it? Is it big news to, to Disney fans? They hated that. Yeah, I love that show though. Saw it once, I think. No, I don't think I saw it once. I think I missed it completely. Yeah, I watched it once from afar. I don't think I ever got up close enough for it. So, no, I'm happy to see it. Anyone going to go see that uh, Little Mermaid next week? Right? Yes. No, we, we have, I think we have tickets. I'm trying to, I, I'm going to ask you to see because my daughter's a little young. It's a little scary. It's PG. It looks a little scary. And, and that's the thing. I, I know she would love to go see a movie in the theater. She loves going to the theater, but the, the Ursula and stuff, it, the villain that large, she's never seen a bad guy that large yeah. on screen. So. And honestly, Melissa McCarthy is the one thing that really makes me want to go see that movie. Because if anybody has been, fits their character, she kind of makes me just want to go and, um, yeah. One of the other pieces of news story that's odd, and it's a good one to close on, is the CEO or the CFO of Disney has essentially said, um, or hinted at, and we're seeing some coverage about it, that Disney Plus is basically going to determine what's going to happen in the parks because they bet so much on Disney Plus that if the if they can't figure out how to get that, it's now such a huge expense to the company. Oh, because it's losing subs. And, yeah. and I mean, they, they're cutting. They cut a ton of content yeah, like this week. Yeah, like original content, which makes me think. Yeah, Willow and all those are gone as they're of They're going to go on other platforms. Well, they're I don't going think so. to the vault. No, exactly. They're no, they're they're going to be tax write-offs. Uh, this happened to uh, guy who, as dreamers do. Twenty twenty-four. That'll be our tenth anniversary of our movie. Um, mm-hmm. He, our the star of that movie, Olin Rogers. He had a series that was on uh, TBS, uh, then was put on Warner Discovery or on uh, HBO Max through mm-hmm. Warner. Warner, just like they did with Batgirl, just decided to take a tax loss, cut it. It can no longer be seen anywhere, and never can be seen anywhere because that's part of when you're telling when the you, government. When you take it a loss, you're saying it it, can, do, it will not make revenue it for It will me. never make revenue ever 
for yep. the future period. Yep. So it, that is locked up and will never be seen again. It's uh, not come off yet, but it's about to. Willow. Willow. Yeah, but I'm talking about th- this situation. It, his show is gone. He gave that he got some like weird loophole out of it to do like a graphic novel to wrap the series up. But Willow and, and a, a Turner and Hooch and a bunch of the original content that just didn't quite click. I mean, Willow was a disaster. I don't know anyone who really enjoyed it, unfortunately. So I love Warwick. And, and, I, and it, the the teasers and promos for it made it seem like it was going to be so yeah, good. And it just got slammed. I'll be honest. I didn't I didn't see more than the first episode. Howard is one of the things that's coming off fantastic, but incredibly depressing documentary. Yeah. Um, the Jeff Goldblum. Again, things that were really expensive. That probably and, and Jeff Goldblum probably just because it was Jeff Goldblum was probably very expensive, uh, and that's I'm a little afraid of Starkers that they will just take it as some kind of uh, tax loss as they're trying to figure out how to balance their budget right now, and you'll never see anything come from that property. Mm. Uh, so you think they're they're not going to another streaming service? You just think they're gone? I think they're gone. Yeah, I do. I I don't think they've reported that, but I believe because they're saying we're curating it to be better. So also what they're saying is we don't want content on here that's subpar. And what they're saying about all those shows, and I would disagree with the Jeff Goldblum one. Uh, a few of those, some of those are not subpar programming. So there's another reason beyond uh, just. I mean, look, all of us have watched something on a streaming service that. How did this make it? That wasn't <laughs> Disney Fairy Tale Weddings is a surprise because that's yeah. basically just a commercial. Commercial to have your wedding at Disney. I wonder if they paid for those people's weddings. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, Ashley Eckstein hosted those, so bummer for her. But half of these other ones I've not seen. I mean, I'll, I'll list them real quick. The Mysterious Benedict Society. Have you seen it? No. Never. Big Shot? I've seen the picture for Big Big Shot. That's with uh, John Stamos. That was the basketball oh, show, right? I love that show. Yeah, it was good. I watched first season. So I need to watch, I guess I need to go watch the, the third season. That's the conclusion. Willow, Turner and Hooch, The Making of Willow, The World of Killing Jeff Goldblum, The One and Only Ivan, not seen it, Timmy Failure, not seen it, Be Our Chef, not seen it, Magic Camp. Anybody? Nope. Earth to Ned, Foodtastic, Stuntman. Wolfgang, a life's, a dog's life with Bill Farmer. Yeah, that's goofy. Yeah. Who, by the way, is doing an event here. Uh, actually, it's the same weekend as your thing, Nashville. Maybe you should hook up with them. Who? Uh, Bill Farmer is in town for Nashville Comic Con, and they're doing um, a screening of the Goofy movie. Oh. With Bill Farmer and Jason Marsden, Max and, and Goofy, oh. at uh, the Belcourt Theater. They're going to do a Q&A after. It is on Friday, the Friday night of, of the first weekend of June, I believe. Or maybe oh. it's the Thursday. It's the night before the Comic-Con starts. Mm. So maybe you should reach out and see. Maybe you get a block of tickets. Or maybe you should, because we're, we're going downtown Nashville for the v, VIP dinner at uh, one of Will and I's favorites restaurant. We're starting at Audrey. Oh, very nice. Should VVIP. I go there tonight? Because I may be going downtown now. Uh you, if you can get, get a, get a Friday Friday night. Night. Fan yeah. of, I'm a big fan of Continental by Sean Brock. Continental is actually one of my favorite. Is probably right now my favorite national restaurant. We uh, go there often. I'm it's, also going to, and you actually probably can get a reservation at Continental. Right, you we'll should see. do that. Okay, I'll it's look right into on that. Broadway. Also, this weekend, if you're in in town, there is exotic animal racing, and I'll be probably at that over in Kentucky this weekend. Just. Just, just leave Break it. Break that. that down for me, real quick. There's what cam- exactly? Camels race. It's a, a horse track, but uh, camels will be racing. Ostrich races. Uh, I don't know exactly what else because that's the picture. It feels like the real. Like everybody talks about Kentucky and the Kentucky Derby and like. Yeah, I want to go, go bet on. It feels ostrich. like it. It feels like if Rednecks actually took over the Kentucky Derby. I want to see like, full speed camel. I've never seen it. 
And I feel like it's going to be awesome. <laughs> That's also coming to Disney Plus this fall. All right, let's do some plugs and get out of here. Full Speed Camel. Full Speed Camel, yeah, it's going to last one season. They're going to take a tax write off. It's just they're like, guys, this was abusive. Uh, yeah, they're going to like surf the camel in uh, Moroccan Pavilion. All right, uh, go to patreon.com slash the podcast to support me and my other venture, the podcast, a podcast about whiskey. Check it out wherever you get your podcast on YouTube or just support me at patreon.com slash the podcast. The grease is over there too. If you've been looking for them. What I love about the podcast and like you guys literally created an entire infrastructure and community because when you guys started, you were one of, of less than a handful of, of shows like yours. There was like one or two, one yeah. or two. And then now literally you guys are like the godfather and uh, granddaddy of uh, and people of found out how to monetize it better than us. Imagine that. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, special. That's very yeah. Cool. It you know they also aren't trying to make a weekly product with the grease, which that in of itself also he'll be back. Sh- we gotta should, bring him back. You should also get some sort of like Nobel Peace Prize for that achievement, <laughs> Medal of Valor. Yeah, yeah. We got the uh, thing Nashville coming up in just two weeks from today when hey, we're recording hey. this. Um, if you use the code NEW350, you can come for 197 bucks to Nashville and join us. We actually still have one VVIP ticket left. We'd love to have you. And then you're going to hear me start talking about the thing Orlando coming up yeah, in November. The big, the big so, daddy. Um, big daddy and week. Uh, we've got some some pretty exciting uh, speakers, some that haven't been back in years, um, maybe even some at this table. So uh, we'll see. And uh, we'd love love to have you join us at the thing. And uh, the best way to make sure you don't miss out on any of this stuff is to go to my website, terryweaver.com, and sign up for my email list because um, that's I'm going to give you the latest discounts and all of that stuff and lots of updates on on uh, all things Terry Weaver. Yeah, and for me, if you're looking for a place to stay, as I said, I got some availability this summer. Come stay at the world-famous Airbnb. I'll be there for a good portion of... Uh, the next little bit here, so yeah. I'll be in Orlando for a good portion of the just, month of June. Just come by the Airbnb. Don't come by, but if you see me, say hey. Uh, if you know of anything cool happening, let me know. Sometimes there's some cool local events that I miss, so hit me up. Let me know what's going on. Uh, go to Airbnb.com. It's my Orlando vacation rental home, and I always give as best price as I can to specifically our listeners. As long as it's not during one of those big holiday weeks, I always can find discounts. So check it out. Ear, like ear, like a Mickey ear. B N B, B letter N B dot com. Reach out to me. Look for the availability. Reach out. Look at all the great, beautiful pictures. Get your own private pool. No hotel lobby to worry about. We send you a code. You go to the front door. Boom, boom, boom. You're inside. No worries, as they say. Jumbo, everyone. Right? They say that. Jumbo house. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, f- Till next time. I'm Logan Seculo. I'm Will Haynes, and I'm Terry Weaver. We'll see you on the next show.